0: Hello and welcome to Babe Cave. I am Amanda Pollock and this is the Chudney Ross episode. Chudney is a business owner, uh, author, and mom, and one of the loveliest humans that you may ever meet in your life. And I'm so excited that she could combine and- amazing and be on the show. Chudney, <laughs> thank you for being on.
1: Thank you so much for having me. How exciting!
0: I love it. So, um, if, maybe if you could just tell people a little bit about who you are, what your business is, and then we can dive into the good stuff.
1: Sure, yeah. Um, I guess I will start with um, the business owner part. I own a business called Books and Cookies. Um, we opened as a children's bookstore and enrichment center in Santa Monica, but have recently um, closed the doors to the physical location to go mobile. I'm trying to rethink the way we share books and bring stories to life by going mobile, like a food truck only full of literacy, learning, and sweet treats. Um, so that is a wild adventure. Um, and also, I guess we can talk about how, that's how I met you, which is exciting too. Um, yep. On the author front, uh, a, about five years ago, I was published um, for a middle grade reader, which is a chapter book for 8- to 12-year-olds called Lone Bean, and that process, the writing process, everyone's like, oh, are you going to write again? That's a whole unique process in itself. Um, Isn't life exciting? Keeps you on your toes. So, um, but I do have a book in print, so I am allowed to call myself an author, and I claim it, and I wear it on my sleeve. Oh, my God, it's a motorcycle driving by. Um... (laughs) And I'm a mom to a five-year-old, just to, to throw a little bit more on my plate. Um, being a mom is the most exciting adventure that I've seen, um and one of the most challenging as well. Um, but she's amazing. Her name is Calloway, and she's five going on 14 or something.
0: <laughs> I, I know. It's been so long. I was actually... It's funny when you say that Callaway's five, because I remember when she was born, and... Then I was looking back at when Lone Bean was published, and it's been almost six years. Is that right? Do I know how to count?
1: Yeah, so I was very, very pregnant when it came out. Um, So just over five years. Yeah, probably almost six years that it came out.
0: So I can't believe how quickly
1: time passes. It's crazy. (laughs) And I mean, everyone says that, but when you see a child grow from like this tiny infant to like a grown adult, you really are able to see, you know, how wild life is and how quickly it passes. And I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, you really have to try to sit and like, enjoy each moment because, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, I'm going to have a teenager, an adult that came for me in like a minute. And I just, you know, I I don't know if you notice it as much with yourself as an adult, but it's it's seriously fast.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't imagine like also all of that stuff compounded, you know, like running a business and having a book come out and, you know, having a child and then figuring out all of that stuff. I can't even take care of myself. So
1: kudos to you. It's kind of a joke. (laughs) I mean, you know, they, the mom juggle or struggle. I mean, it's it's serious because being a mom, you're just constantly caring for someone before yourself, but when you're also a business owner and trying to do other things, I don't know if I'll ever write another book because when I wrote, I could actually sit by myself and like get into the mm-hmm. mind of this character. Um, now I, I can't sit. My mind is racing constantly. There's always something to do. There's always someone who needs you. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to juggle. I remember there was a time in my twenties that my day consisted of coffee bean and reading us weekly. if only, I could do that for one day and not have someone, you know, asking me for something. I mean, but I am very, very fortunate to get to do stuff that I love and to get to spend so much time with my daughter and watch her grow. Um, I've made an effort to put her first to be probably not the best business practice, but it works for me at this time. And, um, and so it's, it's been a, a wild ride. Um, since I opened, I guess I opened almost seven years ago, books and cookies. And it's just been sort of a, a business whirlwind since then. But um, a really seven years. Unique and exciting yeah, I think uh, it was well, it was 2011.
0: Uh-huh. Um, May, I want to guess was May. it was no, it was May. I remember because I because when we opened, I think I only had I was like, done with finals or something. And I was like, hooray. So yeah, I think it was like, May. Right, ready, let me get a summer. job.
1: So maybe no one knows, um, listening, that you were one of my first employees at the store. Yes, I was. And uh, the business grew and changed throughout the years, but it's been so cool to be able to keep in touch with, I think I have a pretty good judge of character. I I hired some pretty amazing um, people, and to get to follow their journeys, kind of like college reunions and things, I guess with social media, you can see what people are up to <laughs> and things. So, um, but it's fun. I feel like we have like a little books and cookies, family, um, of graduates, mm-hmm. um, of alumni. And, um, I don't know how, how many people you keep in touch with, but it's, it's cool to have built oh. a strong community, not only with the families that have come into the store and experience the store with their children, but also with the people that have worked there.
0: Yeah. I honestly like, uh, Working at Books and Cookies was so much fun for me because I ended up moving to Santa Monica because school was there also, but Santa Monica, I think, was such a a great spot to have a children's bookstore because it was so walkable, and it really is this awesome little community. I think when people think of LA, they think it's, uh, you know, a little disingenuous that you can't talk to people, you're not able to connect, but that wasn't my experience at all. And I feel like you do have a good judge of character um because <laughs> everyone who <laughs> you know hopefully, but um because everyone who we worked with, they all really cared. You just felt like family. And I love the families. Like I got really close to a bunch of them. Even when I moved, I don't know if I ever told you but when I moved to Oakland and I was working at Whole Foods when I was going to school at Mills, um one of uh, Sabrina's mom, I saw her in the parking lot. They, like, rolled into the parking lot in Oakland. They were like, Amanda! And I was like, oh, my goodness. How crazy. Books and, books and Cookies is everywhere. So, That's so Yeah. Funny. I, so I the- really, from the
1: start, um, I didn't know anything about starting a business. I learned how to start a business from a business book and from Google, um, I didn't come from a business background. I was a teacher, um, but I, I felt like I had good ideas, and um, from the start, I ran my business from the heart, which then ran it from, like, an exhausted mom's eye, but I, I really, I, I believe, I still very much believe in the idea, and my hope with running the business was, to lead with my heart and, in turn, find people that could lead with their heart. And I think that's why, though the business never made tons of money, I I learned very early on that I wasn't going to be a from Books and Cookies. The people that spent time there and the people that came through um, really felt something special there. And hopefully, Mm -hmm. you know, we're still doing lots of birthday parties and pop-up events, hopefully still feeling that vibe. And, no, it's not the most lucrative business practice but i i also think it's i don't know if if that's the mark i'm leaving on the world is um feeling safe and building community and finding for families and and when you're a mom a new mom i mean you need that that's my advice for anyone with um a new baby is like find your community and grow with it because you're going to need that support and I feel like we were that for so many families. And also for you guys all getting out of college and, and getting your first jobs and things um, to be able to mm-hmm. find people uh, to build and grow with, I think is is maybe more important. It's hard to say that because I also have bills to pay, but, but more important than the <laughs> bottom line. Um, that's really, um, you know, I, I didn't come from a business background, so that was really what My hope was in succeeding, and I feel like I did that, so I I feel successful in that.
0: I love that though, like that there was something inside of you that just really believed that what you were doing was important. Because I think some people just do things because they think it'll make them a lot of money, and yes, like money, you know, like that does help, and you know, you need it to a degree, but you believed in your why you believed in what you were doing and the community you were serving. So, and I've always told you that too, like that I really believe that books and cookies is special and you know, that it, it really was just a awesome imprint in the neighborhood. And I think that it's kind of told the story itself, you know, ever since we opened on, what was it? It was on main street right on the corner of strand. It was, and um, I, I I, learned a lot through business. I think I would, I
1: would consider myself a much more savvy business owner now, but I, I will still continue to run business or uh, lead my life with my heart. That's really important to me in moving forward. Yeah, I want to make money, too. Everyone does, but I think at the end of the day, I really just want to feel good about the work I do. And mm-hmm. um, this is a totally random story, but I was at <laughs> – a restaurant on main street we've closed um already and you know working on my computer and a a mom that just looked harried um with a very tiny baby came into the restaurant realized she didn't have her wallet or whatever sort of freaked out and was like looked at me i did not know this mom and she looked at me and she was like um oh my god you you work at books and cookies right i said yeah i'm the owner of books and cookies and she was like can you just hold my baby for a minute and I was like yeah I love babies I'm <laughs> big on the brain she handed me her newborn child and ran out of the restaurant to go deal with what she needed to deal with and came back and her baby was fine and I was still sitting there and um and she was so thankful and and so appreciative of having that moment and the more I sat there after it finished I was like You know, if that is is my legacy, that I am like a safe space that you can leave your infant unattended with for a minute at some random restaurant in a random town, that is – I'm happy to leave with that. I mean, I have my legacy of my Mm -hmm. daughter as well, but I – I mean, that is a positive imprint, and it just really spoke to me they feel good about the work I do. Um, You know, uh, often when I speak to men, people are like, you should have closed years ago. Um, but I, I, I think we as women or we as moms, I know you're not a mom, but, um, I think there's other things that are way more important than just the bottom line. And, um, and if that is my legacy, I will stick to it.
0: I love that. And especially too, because, you know, I mean, children are the most precious thing, right? I mean, even as someone who doesn't have a child, I, you know, I knew that when people were coming into the store, you know, these people were sharing their children and, you know, whether it was a birthday party or a weekly story time, you know, to get that time and then to have a baby just thrown at you. I think that is probably one of the highest compliments from like another mom to someone.
1: Yeah, no, I I really do think so. And I mean, running a business is is hard work. um, But uh, I believe in the work I do and I, I like the idea of continuing to fight for, to bring this mission of the importance of reading, the fun of reading, um, mm-hmm. to families. And, um, I did a downsize about two years ago and that, which led me to this closure. Um, and often I go, you know, am I just getting smaller and smaller and eventually I'll be just something in your back pocket or something? something. I don't know. But I I believe in this mission. And I also love the idea of being mobile to be able to reach a wider range of communities. I mean, we got a ton of, you know, social media followers, a ton of worldwide interest in this simple little brand of books and cookies. We were just a Main Street business, um, you know, but had tons of worldwide followers who were interested in what we were doing. I get emails all the time about franchising and you know, coming to their neighborhood and will I come to an event or speak at their event in Kentucky or wherever it may be, um, and I, I don't reach that far yet, but the, the idea of being mobile spring, I don't think what I do is so unique, but I think because I really am passionate about it, um, being able to bring this love of reading and, and bringing stories to life to a wider range of communities um, is really cool and also really, like, forward-looking into the way businesses are being run. Um, You know, I thought about maybe trying to do it as an app or something, but that's not what it is. We're about human connection and human Mm -hmm. connection around literacy. And so we are now in the Valley um, once a week. We were in Silver Lake once a week. We're still in Santa Monica. Um, We're trying to get down to South Bay a little bit. So just figuring out a way to, like, spread our wings, spread Books and Cookies wings and spread it wider. And maybe eventually I'll get to Kentucky to visit your school or wherever. Um, but uh, it's kind of exciting to see that it is um, not just needed, but it's it's relatable and people want it, and people are looking mm-hmm. for ways to connect to beyond the screen um, and in the real world. But and then doing it around literacy is just it's it's I think it's a unique twist, and I think it um, can be long asking if I can figure out the right model to get it everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting though. What you say about, uh, you think that your model now, you know, with being mobile, it goes along with like how business is changing. And is there anything that maybe you thought in the beginning that like now you would tell beginning, you know, opening books and cookies, Chudney, you know, something, what would be like one piece of advice for what you know now? Well, I guess to to just be um, even from that, like, first
1: week I opened, you know, I had a, a clear vision of what I wanted, and then the families start coming in, and you start seeing the kind of families that are coming in with the ages of children and, and how you can reach them. And that's constantly changing because those kids are growing up and getting older, and new babies are coming in, and um, can we, you know, have a preschool program and, and sort of being open to change um, and being open to to totally make different changes. So, I mean, it was very hard for me to close that first store. It really hurt my soul. It felt like I was um, giving up. But then to recreate it into taking the things that are working and really focusing on those. And then also being able to move with the times. I mean, um, I opened very much as a store that did, enrichment classes on the side um, and turned into an enrichment space and a learning space that happened to sell books. And now we're really focusing on that. And, and from the beginning that was sort of the learning curve is to mm-hmm. what families with small. Tr- I wasn't a mom when I opened it. So I was going from what I thought as a teacher. Um, but once you're really a part of a community, it's important to be able to pivot and change and, and grow with your space and grow with the times um, and and be open to right? the same thing with, you know, being open to making changes to something that is very close to your heart without taking it personally or, um, you know, holding on to something that wasn't working being ready to either make changes or let go, I think, are important. That's a good relationship mm. advice too. If it's not working, that... either make changes <laughs> or
0: let go. <laughs> I think that's some good life advice. Like, well, because too, right? I mean, you start this thing, and it's you know, it's what you dream about. It's what you do all day long. You know, you probably wake up in the middle of night thinking of you know a million things that you would need to do for the store, and then you know, it's kind of hard to to make those changes. And I think uh, I feel the same way about, you know, art or, you know, being creative, like, I'm sure that even with writing, like, when you were when you were writing your book, you know, that's a whole process. And so sometimes it's trying to let let go, you know, of some of that control to like, maybe make it better, or, you know, trust that somebody else can, can take those reins
1: when you create something, it's obviously close to your heart. I mean, you spend time, you spend, um, in terms of my business, I spent tons of money, I spent time, I spent effort, I spent there, I was there at night, I did emails at night, I sometimes didn't sleep. Um, You know, I really put my all into creating something. um, And being able to sort of out of that, step out of the, the feelings around it and be like, you know, what's working, what's not working, and get to grow into something that you can love even more. Um, and it's mm-hmm. very telling in my writing because, I mean, I, I didn't think of myself as a, I started calling myself a writer before I had actually written anything um, because I'm a yes person and I figure if you're going to put it out there, you should just say yes and, and go for it. Um, mm-hmm. I had some ideas to write and, um, Wrote some things down and came up with an idea and and really got lucky. Happened to be sitting next to the person at the right time to meet a book agent who gave me a lot of advice to do research, sort of picture book vein, but more in a um, simple chapter books. Originally starting um, sort of six to ten, which is like an early chapter book um, with a simple story, and rewrote my idea into that and just kept growing and changing from there. And then when I got a book deal, which also, surprisingly, I getting a book deal is, like, impossible, but for whatever reason, um, through this woman that I happened to be sitting next to during a dinner, I just got very lucky in the beginning stages and ended up getting an agent and a book deal around this simple chapter book idea that I had come up with at a time that people were looking for agents and um, they were looking for relatable characters for that, not... uh, mysteries and things just kind of beverly cleary Judy b jones which were my favorites growing up but like characters that kids could relate with that spoke like kids of today um and that is what i have written and so for whatever reason i got lucky to get this book deal which i celebrated and was excited about but then realized the work that comes behind having a book deal with a large publisher and um I just got put through the ringer and really had to step back and and stop taking things personally and realize that I don't know anything about writing a children's book. I mean, yes, I was calling myself a children's book author, but these people, though they were very hard on me, um, were teaching me how to get a book published. And um, at the time, the book industry was also changing, um, and so it took way longer than any book should ever take to come out. But it was a multi-layer process, rewrites and rewrites. And, you know, we joke about teachers, like, marking up your paper with a red pen. These editors would take manuscript and just cross things out and write notes. And (laughs) it was, like, a really seriously – process that I really had to like sit with my heart and be like oh my god I wrote those words that's like my voice now I really sat with it and so to let things go personally to really allow the process to help you grow um, was exciting and and um, at the at the time the book industry was changing as I mentioned and it got shelved for a while which is when I opened books and cookies Um, I stopped being a writer, and I put on this business owner hat, and I was deep in construction when I finally got some new notes, and so was trying to go to the library and write while we were in construction and doing this at the same time, and then, again, never heard anything from them um, until, of course, they decide to release it finally when I'm hugely pregnant, so I wasn't able to go on a book tour or really promote it. I did a couple things in L.A., and I did one signing um, in New York, but... That was, I think, six years after I had started that writing process. And it was six years of not constantly writing the same story. But on and off for six years, I wrote the same pages over (laughs) and over and over again. And it was mind-numbing. But I will also say I am so excited about having something in print. I mean, how many people can hold mm. a hardcover book and be like, I wrote this. Um, so it's it's humbling, the writing process. Um, <laughs> and I know I got really lucky along the way to even get a book deal. Like most people struggle to even get in front of the right people. And so mm. I, I am very, I know how fortunate I am to have gotten lucky at the beginning Um, But at the same time, it is like a seriously humbling um, thing, writing a book, being able to take something that really came out of you. I mean, those characters Mm -hmm. were loosely based on me and people I knew and and all of that, be able to grow with that process. So, um, yeah, I guess my life's lessons are being open to change and not taking things personally and and, um, just sort of, I'm really happy with the product that came out of the book. I'm really happy with where I am at. With at uh, books and cookies, uh, yeah, there was tears shed along the way of both, um, and a, a lot of heartbreak and a lot of you know coming to terms with these changes. But at the same time, um, in the end, the end product is, I guess, what's the what's the most important?
0: Yeah. And... Wow, am I
1: long winded? <laughs>
0: I was tired. talking about about some real life stuff. Uh, (laughs) I love that though about like talking about the writing process, because I, I know that even, you know, when I uh, would write for when I was like interning or, you know, whatever at magazines and, you know, you write something and that's not even, you know, a full book, but I would like write an article and you send it to an editor and then they're like, what? No. And then they, you know, like <laughs> they, out, they take their red pen or whatever. And you're like, oh! but I, I spend so much time on that. And the more and more you do it, you know, you get, it gets easier. But what was, I know you said that, um, you know, you would go to the library and uh, to try and write, but was there like a time that you would, before the construction and stuff, like when it kind of, when the book deal first started did you have like a morning routine or were you writing when you, you know, had inspiration or like, what did that kind of start? Because I'm always interested, like how the beginning starts, you know, like I feel like the starting to write in the first few pages or, you know, whatever it is, is probably the hardest, just getting it on the page.
1: Yeah. Um, So somewhere, well, I, I I decided I wanted to be a writer. Um, I was working in production originally. I think I've had about a, jillion careers um, in my, <laughs> and I'm only 21, They're just kidding, um, but I, I've, I've tried, I've tried a lot of different things, and um, one of them, uh, working in production, and I really thought I wanted to write for children's television, um, which is how I got into production, um, I was a teacher a million years ago, so like, I want to try something different, so I worked on a children's film, um, which I ended up working on, like, Blind Date, so that wasn't... <laughs> Children's television at all, so that was so I had to get out of production. But the biggest advice I learned from working in production um, was if you want to write, you actually have to write. Um, And my mom always tried to force journaling on me, and I wasn't a big journaler, but when I decided I was going to be a writer, I got myself a a really nice journal and a a nice rollerball pen and (laughs) to write every day. And whether it was about my feelings or ideas or, you know, I can't think of anything to write, I can't think of anything to write, I can't think of anything to write, I literally forced myself to put pen to paper um, for an hour a day. And no, I wasn't actually moving my ha- hand for an hour, but really sitting mm-hmm. and doing nothing else, not looking at us, not talking to people, really focusing on that. And I used to do that at coffee shops, but what I found is that, I am very social, and I can start talking to anybody. And I had to start breaking up with my coffee coffee shop friends. I didn't even know these people's names, but I would hug them and talk to them. And for, like, hours before I wrote anything in my journal, and so I had to face that I could write. I can't do it at home because there's always something at home you could be doing other than writing. Um, and so I started going to the library, and, I mean... There are some weird people at the library. I love it. But (laughs) it's very quiet, and there's not much to do there. So I would read um, children's chapter books um, for research, and um, which was fun for me. And then I would um, force myself to write. The same thing I did, I still journaled when I was actually writing a product. And I also worked with a writing coach, somebody that could read it from a, um, from not up my eye because, because my editor would send mm-hmm. things and I'd be like, what, this is the most amazing <laughs> character. And having someone outside of myself um, that also wasn't, you know, a I think, was important. It, this was like an older man. You want to see mm-hmm. how everyone's going to read these characters? just like you like I could have my friends read it and they'd be like yeah I get that that totally happened to me but from an outsider perspective I think is important to be able to see if they're understanding the characters just because they know Mm -hmm. you and they know your voice or if they they're really seeing it um so that sort of started the the writing and rewriting process but definitely continuing to journal and truly that is something I should still be doing um I think it's so good for your soul to let stuff out that you don't want to to your boyfriend or husband or child. Um, And also creative things come out of those. You never know what is going to come out of just writing. And sometimes when you don't want to write, just writing is sort of freeing as well. Just writing words on a page.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel like that's so helpful because... (laughs) It all comes back around, right? Um, I think that's so helpful though because you have to... People... I would find myself doing that sometimes when I wasn't writing anything. And then, you know, you get the question of, well, what do you do? And then you're like, I'm a writer. Sure. And, but you don't have anything or you're not working on anything. And I think it's like a combination of both the things you said this earlier of, you know, that being a yes person and, you know, claiming something and saying that you are what you want to be, I think is also like just as important as doing the thing.
1: No, absolutely, and, and another bit of advice from my mom is, you know, the energy you put out there is the energy you bring in, and so mm. if you're like, oh, I'm not really a writer because I don't have any projects I'm working on, I mean, no, you just got to claim it. Um, when I first moved to L.A., I did a lot of claiming stuff I didn't do. Yeah, I'm an actress, sure, I know how to do ballet. Like, um, I mean, you got to put some work, you can't just say it and hope it's going to manifest. But Mm -hmm. if you want it to manifest, you have to start with the thought and the positive image in your head or whether it's a vision board or whether it's your journal, um, you know, creating what that looks like and what work needs to go behind it. Um, I know I've been very lucky in my life, but I also know I am an extremely hard worker, and I will work all night. I will get things done. Um, I'm not a procrastinator. I can put things aside, but I know that I can follow through and get things done um, no matter how much is on my plate. And so, yes, it's the passion. Yes, it's the, the vision of it. But most importantly, it's um, also the hard work.
0: That's something people don't ever really want to talk about. <laughs> is the (laughs) the action is the actual work um is there anything that you feel makes you more productive or you know is it cutting certain things out or avoiding things or blocking out time like I'm always interested to know what makes certain people more productive than others because a lot of people will say they don't have time but we all have the same 24 hours in a day so what Gives you the best chance. Um, I guess
1: it's just getting it done. You know, I, I, I know if I've taken on something, I need to finish it. Um, and I hate dropping balls is what I always say, like with books and cookies. <laughs> um, yes, I've chosen to put my daughter first. I try not to be on my phone. Yes. I look at my phone sometimes when I'm with her. Um, but I do make a good effort not to and to be present with her. Um, but I also know that I have taken on the responsibility of running this business and running it the way that I want it to be run and getting things done. Um, if I miss something, it it's like a stab in the heart, you know, because these are things that I have taken. I mean, I created this life for myself. I said that I was going to do these things. Um, I'm consulting on a – or supporting another business right now as well and helping build a child care center for an awesome space. Um that comes with deadlines and things and mm-hmm. and i think i work well on a lot of having a lot of things on my plate but to get them done i would just say sitting and getting it done um my daughter's at school for m- the majority of the day i know that i can um work at a coffee shop for a certain hour amount of hours i can sit at my at my house for a couple hours and do it i can go to the library i still use the library as my office um, just sitting and actually doing it. And the hard part for me is if I haven't completed these tasks, yeah, sometimes I want to watch us weekly or, you know, read us weekly or watch e-news, mm-hmm. numbing but also relaxing. Um, sometimes you just have to push through and, and get to those later, the, the joy. I tend to put, like, drinks with my friends and dates with my husband ahead of work. But that being said, then I probably have to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and get it done um, luckily I'm not on too much of a time frame you know mm-hmm. with a lot of jobs or with deadlines um, if you're writing for someone you know you may have to just stay up and, and not go out to drink or whatever that is I prefer to you know really live my life and live it well and know that I might have a little less sleep but you always catch up on your sleep right <laughs>
0: I don't know. They say, like, once you have kids, you're always tired.
1: You are always tired. I will say I've been very lucky to have a a good sleeper. Um, Not when she was little. She didn't want to nap during the day. She was up all day, so it was impossible to do anything um, for myself during the day. But uh, she's always been a really good sleeper. She sleeps through the night and... um, she wakes me up bright and early, but sometimes I wake up before her and get to get some quiet email time ahead. But, yeah, you know, when you have a small baby, they are up all night, and if they're not sleeping in the day or you're not sleeping in the day, um tired. I don't know. I, I run on – I can do okay. I love an eight-hour night or a nine-hour night is even better, um, but I can do okay on less. person wants them up, I'm up, and I love coffee. And I love wine at night to so wind me down, and I love coffee in the morning. Yeah, simple things. I don't know. You reach your 40s, 40, it's, 40, it's the simple things. Um, I like no, drinking awesome. wine with friends, and I like drinking coffee all day. And the rest is, <laughs> is just floating through. Yeah, no. Um, you know, I'm tired. I'm tired sometimes. I, I do look at those times in my 20s that I really thought I was a busy person and I was doing very little. Um, I'm like, oh, imagine that. That would be so... But I, I, I work well on a schedule and I, I, I work well when I'm continuing to move and go.
0: And so on the flip side from being productive and stuff like running your own business and having all of these other ventures too takes up a lot of time. So are you able to like, and I, you kind of just said this, but you know, is it hard for you to like shut everything down sometimes and to have some time away? Cause now everybody, you know, we're always busy and you're, there's always emails to answer or, you know, people kind of think they have access to us 24 seven. So is there anything yeah. that makes it easier um, to shut down very- or harder?
1: It's very hard to shut down, but I think um, doing it and having the intention to really be present um, and not be thinking about work, um, I just thought it would be a great idea to go on a road trip uh, with my five-year-old to Colorado. I had an opportunity to – I used to – I One of my other many careers, I taught skiing in Aspen, Colorado, a million years ago, and I had an opportunity to go back for sort of a ski school reunion. Um, They were offering free ski tickets and things, and like a lot of friends that I had 15 to 17 years ago uh, were going, and I was like, oh, sure, we're going to do it as a road trip. I don't know who thought that was a good idea, to put a (laughs) five-year-old in a car for 14 hours. Um, But driving car. You can't look at your phone. You, um, you're, I didn't have any internet, so you're forced to really, um, be in that moment. Um, it was surprisingly easy, uh, 14 hours with a five-year-old, um, (laughs) through Utah. I mean, we, we we sang, she loves Katy Perry. We did a lot of Katy Perry singing more than I'd like to admit. Um, We, you know, really being able to be in that moment. and then getting to Colorado, it's not like I had a or my husband or, you know, I had friends. I had decided to do this with my daughter, so we were, I couldn't catch up on emails. Um, when she went to bed, I tried to, but I had to just take that as a knowing when I got home, I was going to be behind. And I don't like to drop balls, so I had a lot on my plate when I returned. But for those five days, uh, yeah, I talked to, you know, staff members from the store for story times. I sent some emails at night. But for the majority of that time, I was on a ski road trip adventure with my daughter, and um, and that's it. You know, I, I left the business owner hat at home and uh, the wife had, I wasn't doing dishes, I wasn't cooking dinner, you know, I was full on just hanging out. Um, we ate fast food, you know, on the road trip. <laughs> um, you know, we, we were really just experiencing life together. And, and I think that those are the most important moments, really with kids, you know, that are so young or, or kids at all. Um, To be able to create those memories, I don't want her to be like, oh, mom always stares at her phone. I do stare at my phone a whole lot. But on this trip, we got to really spend that time um, just putting it outside. And I was very clear that when I got home, I was going to have a lot less sleep than I was having on this trip Um, and a lot less time with my daughter. And that was going to have to be okay because these are my
0: responsibilities.
1: So, yeah, I unplugged for five days um, and then came home to a bigger pile, but have been, you know, chipping away at it. And, and I will complete all those things that I need to do as well um, and get to them all. But that experience um, with Callaway was much more important.
0: Because I'm all out. of this stuff will be there when you come back. Right? I mean... Yeah. What you're talking about, about chipping stuff away. I think sometimes we get so scared of like, oh no, I have to do this right away. And it's like, how many times have you, you know, reached out to someone, maybe you're, you know, I don't know, it's at through work or something else and you don't hear from them. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, sorry. You know, I was on vacation. I was whatever. And we're so much more forgiving to other people or understanding. And then to ourselves, we're like, oh no. I couldn't, you
1: know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not respond to I, any I start email. A, I two. start a lot of emails. I start a lot of emails with, so sorry for the delay, um, <laughs> but I get to them. And I think as long as you're following through and you're not just full on dropping balls, um, that, I guess that is the most important. And, and guess what? Everyone's got a whole bunch of stuff in their life that they're trying to juggle and they get it. I think that, mm-hmm. um, you know, If you're honest with people and um, open, people are living the same life you are. I mean, everyone's sort of no one's life is perfect, and everyone is doing the best they can. Um, We only got one shot at this, and if we're and communicate that with people, people get it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, you'll meet a way that's like, oh, you know, handle your shit or whatever. But. It's only happened to me once, and it sticks with me, but, uh, you know, I, I think that, I think for for the most part, people are forgiving and understanding because they are dealing with it, too. We're all doing the best we can, um, and we all want to live the best life, you know, that is put in front of us, and spending time with your child is is not one that anyone can argue with, I don't think, unless they're grumpy and don't have any children.
0: Probably. <laughs> Uh, so as you, um, I know you said that you probably, you might not write another book. Um, (laughs) but is there, is there, what do you see within like even just the next few years, um, of growing books and cookies or, you know, what are you kind of looking ahead to? You know, I've been sitting a lot with that recently,
1: um, and trying to figure out what the next steps are. So many opportunities um, seem to be presenting themselves to me, and I just um, have been trying to be open to all sorts of things that come in front of me. Throughout the years, uh, I've had opportunities to do on-camera stuff, and I do love that. I've had – I really love being in – mom market, um, being a mom business owner, working with children and other moms. I, I love that aspect of it. So I'm, I'm exploring that and growing with that. Uh, for books and cookies, you know, we're mobile, but we don't have a truck yet. I really, I think the truck is going to streamline this um, venture. And it would be amazing to be able to bring this even wider. Like right now we're, reaching out to all of LA, but being, bring what we do. I don't really know exactly yet how I would send it to the East coast or send it up the coast or send it to the South or, you know, is it a truck? Is it me? Is it staff? Is it franchising? I'm not really sure, but um, it's been really well received um, branching out to different communities and showing people that books really are fun and that you can interact with your child and with other families around literature is an exciting venture and that nobody's really doing or have, has done in this way. Mm -hmm. Um, Libraries do amazing story times, but we're really creating it as a physical experience and a musical experience. And that's really connecting with people uh, with small children. And so truly I'm just, Continuing to be open to, uh, the way life flows. I can't believe I am 40, uh, too, but, uh, I feel like I have a, a lot of life ahead of me and that there's, you know, other, other opportunities that will present themselves as I continue to be open to change and movement. Um, I would like to have another child, uh, which hasn't happened yet, but, um, I'm trying to be open to that and see what it's like. And parenting is all-consuming in the first few years of a child's life, so I also know that that takes its toll on business and forward movement, but um, it's something that is important to me as well. So I don't know. I, mean, I would even like to say that I would write again, um, whether it is this character or another character, and maybe mm-hmm. that will overtake me at some point. Um, But at the moment, my brain is so full of everything else. To be able to really sit and speak from the voice of an eight-year-old, which is what Lone Bean is, um, just doesn't feel feasible. And because I am one that likes to do the things I set forward, I'm not sure it's something that I can really get behind at this time. But it would be amazing to be a double
0: author. Well, and but also it's good to know, too, what you don't want to do, you know, just as much as what you do want, you know, creating that space and stuff. Uh, I think that's kind of encouraging to hear. You know that if it's not Lone Beam, if it's something else, but, you know, because you do follow through with what you say, and a lot of people don't, yeah. or they start something, or they start talking about, you know, a book or, you know, whatever, and then people are like, okay, well, when are you going to write the sequel? Or, you know, when is whatever going to come out? So... I think that's just uh, another good life thing, you know, follow through with what you say you're gonna do. So yeah, yeah, definitely have to be true to your
1: word and and, and complete the things you say. Yeah, I mean, stuff sometimes you fall off and, and things don't work out, but if I'm gonna try to rewrite or to write again, I wanna know that I have the brain space to do it and do it well mm-hmm. um, and do it to the best of my ability, um, even if it takes seven years. Um, <laughs> And, and I just, I'm not there right now um, with a small child and the hopes of another one. So,
0: but you're, okay with you're that. on, you're okay with it and you're on the right track. Like you're doing so many good things. It's so good to, to hear about stuff. Cause you know, I, I still follow books and cookies and you know, we chat from now and like, you know, now and then, and I'm, I'm just, ex- I'm just glad that you're doing so well. And I can't wait to see. What happens when you get your truck and do all of these things?
1: Yeah, stay tuned on social media. We showed good pictures. But, um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's a really exciting ride that I'm on and, uh, my ride's not over. So I'm, I'm continuing on the road and, and it's so nice to keep in touch with you and, and see what you're up to as well. And,
0: um, yeah, please keep in touch and stay tuned for what's to come. Love it. And so where can everyone find you and Books and Cookies and all of the things?
1: Yeah. So on uh, Books and Cookies is Books and Cookies LA everywhere except for Facebook. Um, We're just Books and Cookies there. So Facebook is um, at Books and Cookies. Everywhere else is at Books and Cookies LA. And the website is www.booksandcookiesla.com. Um, I did buy L.A. and New York. I don't think I'll ever open in New York, but I did buy L.A. and New York. Um, somebody else owns Books and Cookies, so don't go there. It's, it's, it's not weird, but it's not me. Um, and then, uh, personally, I'm Chudney L. Ross on Instagram. Um, i no longer Twitter, and my Facebook is private. And I have this website, ChudneyRoss.com, that is just a really happy picture of myself. But one day... <laughs> We'll have some more content on it, right? Just a big, happy smile. Um, but one day I'll have something on my website.
0: I don't even have to see the picture, but I can just imagine it because you have such a great smile <laughs> and I, can ju- I just see it from here. Well,
1: oh, thank you. Great. Yeah, it's a really big smile, really big teeth <laughs> in that book. Um, oh, but it's joyful. You'll smile too.
0: I, I think everyone will. And So go check Chetney out, support Books and Cookies. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, Hop on over to AmandaPollock.com. Drop me a note. Let me know what you thought about the episode. And I can't wait to be with you next week.